straighten and the old boy, the bush champ, Fab's Cowboy, he straightens about four or five lengths in front of Capset. Try Runner Muck is starting to come home and back on the inside is Grand Symphony, but Fab's Cowboy, he's three in front. Try Runner Muck is rattling home and right down the outside is Warren Bungle. It's Fab's Cowboy, but Warren Bungle's finishing hard over the top. Fab's Cowboy! Fab's Cowboy's lasted. Win 45. Oh, wow, he's a champ. Beat on the outside, Warren Yes, Bungle. that was Fab's Cowboy winning last Thursday at Mount Isa. As I said, their win 45 at start 111. Uh, we all know the Fab's Cowboy story, but it keeps on rolling on. Welcome to the Greater Western Queensland Racing News podcast for another week. Andrew Watts with you here. And as always, joined in the studio by Max Tanks. We'll get to Fab's Cowboy later, but it's birthday week in the Watts household. We've got four birthdays, the first of which started today. And a very important part of the birthday is the cake, obviously. Now, Maxie, what's your preference? I'm a big cheesecake fan. Oh, so like any cheesecake. type of cheesecake, I'm, I'm sorted. So... Doesn't not not picky about any flavour as long as the cheesecake, baked cheesecake. You know, it doesn't have to be baked. It's it's just any ch- any old cheesecake. Well, it's funny. Young Fitzy loves the carrot cake. Yep. Um, I think Abby's probably, or she's not her birthday, but she's probably like me. Oh, it's anything chocolate will do me fine. Um, is it? Do you like the trimmings? A little bit of sparkle, the candles. No, just see, the cake. Just the cake. No, I don't really care about the rest of that stuff. You know, you can try and dress it up a bit if you want, but I'm I'm more interested in the base. <laughs> I made a I lovely uh, white chocolate and raspberry cheesecake a little uh, earlier this month. It was a great success. Brooke, good evening. Uh, your choice of birthday cakes. Oh, look, um, I should probably say hello first. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I'm going to have to go with Max here. I love a good cheesecake. No one's ever got me one for my birthday, though, but, I mean, um, ideas to anyone out there if they want to buy me a birthday cake. Well, we need to know but, when your birthday is first. Oh, come on. No, I can't give that away. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular flavour of cheesecake, of course? I do love mango. Mango. mango cheesecake. I make one at Christmas time, and it's always a hit. Oh, great stuff. Righto. Mango cheesecake at the Christmas party, then. <laughs> Let's wrap up Mount Isa from last week. Almost a week ago, hard to believe. It was a treble to Billy Johnson that stole the show, a double to Tanya Parry, and a double to Stephen Royce who did the training honours, and a double to Jason Hubert, but Olivia Kendall out riding in with there with a treble. Max, it was a good day's racing on the big screen. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, I don't know how you did it behind the binoculars. It certainly looked like challenging conditions. But, um, no, it was a great day of racing. I thought uh, it started off well, obviously, with the North taking out the few uh, races at the start, including the Tendia Parry double. Uh, we saw Keith Ballard get um, a lot of recognition for his, uh, for his win there and a lot of people obviously not realising that he's still riding and uh, just how he's continuing on at the age he is but it certainly was the billy johnson show and uh, american genius and fabs cowboy american genius absolutely donkey licked them didn't he it was, oh. it was an impressive performance and uh, a couple of really good rides there by olivia kendall uh, as always though brooke um there's, there's always a couple of flops up there at mount isa but you can't take them to heart because we know the track and conditions will have there for everybody to see on thursday but uh, it's it's a it's a completely unique sort of surface and racing conditions yeah, look, I think your horse um, <clears throat> will either suit Mount Isa or it doesn't. So you can't be um, can't be too disheartened if you don't see the performance you thought you were going to get. But look, uh, once again, Bevan Johnson, I think his horses are always rock hard fit and well prepared. And 
Um, he has a bit of a knack for getting winners with the apprentices. So it all paid off for them and come out with some really nice wins. A, another meeting in the northwest just a couple of days later was at Prairie for Prairie Cup Day. And the headline, uh, which gained national exposure, was jockey Jeff Felix riding the card. Um, an unbelievable performance from Jeff. Um, we'll talk to him a little bit later on in the show, but he's a jockey that's um, had his fair share of bad luck with injuries, etc. And look, you see, a, you see a jockey around the rooms, win, lose or draw. I'll go to you first, Brooke. Jeffrey has always got a smile on his face. Yeah, I'd have to um, really agree with you there. I don't think I've ever seen him um, down or with a bad attitude. He's definitely a chirpy sort of fella. And look, a couple of the wins, they weren't just winners either. They won by a a fairly decent margin, so Mm. he's killing it at the moment. Brooke, uh, what's your best uh, performance on a day? Treble? Uh, Yeah, probably, yeah. The highest I've got to trouble. That's still pretty handy, isn't it? There it is, isn't it? <laughs> Maxie, let's start with... a couple with... at Toowoomba. Ooh. <laughs> uh, start the day with Skirmore coming uh, off the run on Thursday. Led all the way and bolted him by five lengths for Tanya Parry. It certainly set the scene uh, pretty well, nice and early, didn't it? Backed up from uh, Mount Isa. Um, and you often see that, don't you? The, so many horses just relish off that short backup from the earlier in the week and uh, mm. fitness was able to get him across the line. Trace, uh, Raymond uh, Williams and Tracy Leake took a couple up there to the northwest and got the chocolates. Firstly, with Hailers Tarry, a big winner, six lengths over Nida Tire and Little Spoon, and uh, won the fourth with Zorro Feminino um, by three quarters of length over Dollar Dream and Lively. Last two horses, Brooke, that you've had the pleasure of riding. Yeah, I have um, had a bit of success on both of them, and they're both are really handy horses and um, Raymond always has them fit and well. So they're only little horses too. They're not that big, so they do well to carry the weight. It's uh, good to see them back in the winner's circle. It's been a little while. Race three on the card, Maxie was won by former Brett Bellamy Galloper in Supreme Prince. Uh, got the chocolates over Red, Red Rose and Devil's Number uh, coming off some Townsville uh, home Hill Hewenden form. Yeah, it was. Uh you know, if it reproduced that form from down south, uh, you'd always expect it to be competitive. I guess it was just finding the right race and a little bit of fitness under its belt now was always going to be close to uh, the winner's circle. And the cup was race five on the card and it was won by Immutable. Um, former Les Baker Galloper did a stint in Darwin, found its way to Tanya Parry. It's first win for Tanya, uh, getting out to that suitable journey of 1,400. Beat old boy Snippy Strategic, another win uh, around the corner and Bon Watali in third, but Immutable, a good winner in the cup, Brooke. Like I said, I can't say too much about Prairie. I've never rode there before. Um, But, yeah, it definitely was a handy win. Um, And, yeah, it's good to see Tanya Parry still getting winners. I don't think she's had a bad run yet. She's just still getting winner after winner. It's awesome to see. And, Maxie, just wrapping up the program, not a lot really to say there other than it was the Jeff Felix show. No, that's it. Um, You know, as you said, he's he's gained national exposure and... I suppose a topic for another day is uh, a lot of conjecture has been arisen as well about the uh, percentages bet on a lot of the markets. A lot of people can't actually believe that the 
markets were uh, that high of percentage. But again, that's a, that's a probably a conversation for another day. Well, and a big conversation that would be. Uh, it was Pro Tyres Race Day at Longreach. Six races kicking off with uh, two benchmark 50s over the 1,000 metres. The first one impressively maxi by tanned in for David Rewald, who trains and rides. Beat Para Park by five and a quarter. Colour chart was good into third. But tanned in, just a tick outside Magic Jewel's track record. Yeah, it was, and uh, there was a really strong wind that was uh, blowing um, from the back up the straight there, so uh, wind, wind assisted, that's for sure, but uh, Dave was able to get this uh, filly to jump out from barrier eight and pin the gates and led from start to finish, and uh, yeah, I think this horse might have a little bit of upside, especially as she, um, you know, she progresses through the grades and comes back next prep a, a better horse. Uh, pretty excited to see her, but... Uh, Brooke, was uh, could you really feel the wind out there? Was it playing, um, you know, much of an effect? No, it wasn't actually. Like it wasn't too bad. It felt a lot worse uh, on the ground than it did up on the horses. Um, yeah, I didn't notice it affect us too much. I do think though that horse David's won really well, and I think it is really suited to the thousand meters better than say twelve hundred or the thousand and fifty. Over to race two, champion ch- contracting benchmark 50 division two and uh, Clinton Austin, the first leg of his winning double with same old story. It loves long reach and it was too good in the run to the line, defeating Al Jaroba and Reconis doing its best work late. But same old story, Brooke, a horse in form and Al Jaroba, um, very good run in second. Yeah, like you said, same old story has actually been pretty consistent this time in um, and we all know that Clinton's horse Clinton Austin's horses are going well. So it was a massive uh, run for Al Jabera, for uh, Charlie Prowl. Um, honestly, it's been probably one of the best races it's run in a long time. So it was quite surprising. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely um, on song that day. So maybe Charlie might get a winner soon with I'll, that one. I'll stay with you, Brooke, for race three. Can he skate for Clint Austin? Made it a running double for Clint with Emma on board this time, Emma Bell. A big winner, three lengths over the landing for Charlie Prown, Jason Mission, and bumper bar for Jeffrey Rafter and Alicia Ross in third. But can he skate uh, in the winner's circle for the first time out here in the West? And it was a much improved run. Yeah, it certainly was. I even th- I think that it uh, caught Clinton by surprise. Don't quote me on it, but I do think he told Emma Bell to try her best and he wasn't sure that the horse was much good. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, look, we all know that Emma Bell can um, get really strong on them. She's quite an aggressive rider and can get the best out of a horse. And, uh, yeah, she, she done really well and, and it won quite well too. It didn't win by a small margin, so... Yeah, it was nice to see. Mark Oates and Jason Misson combined for a double on the day as well in both opens. First leg came up in race four with Chapalco. Uh, a good winner uh, over Enterprise Grand for Clint Austin and Alicia Ross doing his best work late. And Zukaz, really, really close to a win. I just think he needs to probably drop a couple of more kilos and he'll be back in the winner's circle for Boy Foster and Timmy Brummel. But Maxie, uh, a horse close to uh, our heart, that's for sure, Chapalco, uh, back in the winner's circle, third win out here in the West. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, was it was good to see as well, camped in there off the pace. And a uh, couple of really big runs, I think, out of this race are both Enterprise Grand and Zuka. Zuka's coming off, um, you know, a couple of little setbacks, having to get some trials to get some fitness in, carrying some big weights. Um, still looked like he's got a fair bit of improvement in him, so I think he's going to take a lot out of that run. But Enterprise Grand was huge, absolutely storming home late. So 
Um, yeah, I think that's probably going to be a form race to follow as we head into the uh, next few weeks. Race five, impressive winner there was Doom for Todd Austin and Alicia Ross. Out of the 1,400, uh, really relished every last metre of it. Defeated Music Award, who was game in second for Boy Foster and Timmy Brummel, beaten three and a half. And Strawberry Blonde plugging away into third for David Rewald, who ra- ra- rode and trained. But Doom, uh, Brooke, uh, third run for Todd, out to the 1,400 and was too good. Yeah, yeah, he really was. This horse, I think, has a bit of a knack for long reach. Uh, it didn't show too much at Blackall its first start for uh, Todd, but uh, it then raced at long reach and ran a fourth placing. And at that stage, same thing, the horse was just absolutely hitting the line, enormous running straight through the line. And I, I got off it and said to Todd, I said, look, honestly, I'd put the horse up over further. Um, and... Mataburra just didn't suit the following start after that, so I'd scrap that and then, yeah, put it in the 1400 and it just absolutely loved the distance and loved the track. So it was a positive outcome and I was right, so what a plus. (laughs) Spot on. Four horse races uh, often like a game of chess and that's how it panned out in the Pro Tires Open Plate over the 1600 metres. Good little field engaged. Uh, Metz and Van Winkle, Sithelson and Heroism. Only four and a bit lengths covering the field, but it was a the second leg of Oates and Missons double here with Metzen. Um, I think outfoxed uh, Van Winkle to a certain extent, Maxie. And uh, Sizzle Sun, your mount was in third. Brooke, I'll go to you in a second. But uh, good to see Metzen uh, back in the winner's circle. Yeah, it was. And I actually think this is a pretty good ride here from Jason Misson. Um, you know, we, we saw him just let Van Winkle come up on the outside. But, you know, at, at every time Van Winkle tried to push forward a little bit more, Metzen kept him off the rail and... Um, Jason obviously knew that he had the better horse underneath him once they come onto the straight and was able to uh, pull away. And I thought, yeah, Sizzle Sun up in grade, whacked away really nicely in the third. He loves the uh, mile, Sizzle Sun, Brooke. Yeah, he does. He he really has a different turn of foot over the mile. I think he has time to get in his rhythm and wind up and work through his gears. And look, I thought it was quite impressive um, considering I'm pretty sure he's only a class three and he was in such good company. So it's not a bad effort at all. Uh, one to follow out of Longreach, Max? Yeah, I think definitely uh, we'll, we'll go back to that open sprint again. Enterprise Grand and Zughaus, I think they're both uh, two horses to follow out of that race. Let's head down to Carnamala and their five-race card kicked off with the Brown and Hurley maiden over 1,200. It was Minty Boy for Benny Waldron and Morgan Butler saluting over Zucci for Leonard Morn and Gemma Steele and rip over in third for Greg Pegg and Adam Spinks. They had a crack at this one at Tambo, Maxi, uh, Minty Boy, and the money went amiss. But uh, $5 was bet on the day, and Minty Boy uh, salutes. Takes home the cutest money as well. Uh, close to 10000 there for the win. It's, uh, yeah, it's obviously great to see that cutest money being collected. Race two was a Class B over the Flying Thousand, and better be great. Uh, for Craig Smith and Johnny Rudd got the cash. Half-length over Stralex for Johnny Patterson and Tess Townsend. And Scald in a busy finish ran third, only beaten 0.7 of a length. But uh, Craig Smith, uh, he's one to follow wherever he goes, Brooke. Yeah, that's right. He is known to be able to get a ho- to improve a horse. And look, I think, honestly, um, it's the two previous starts before Cunnamulla. It had raced at Charleville and Roma, so I think it might be a little bit of an indicator too that the horse might like being on top of the ground and not so much in the heavy sand. But, um, yeah, definitely good to see Craig get a winner wherever he goes. 
Expellable continues on its good form, winning two and placing two of its last four, getting the cash in the benchmark 65 for Gary Bignall and Robbie Farf. Robbie doing a fair bit of travelling at the moment. Defeated Harbour Trick for Pat Webster and Peter Bedford, the mature age four, mature age four kilo claimer, and boom fire for Ivo and Anna Bakoff in third. But Expellable, consistency again pays off, Maxi. Yeah, it does. Uh, and we're obviously seeing him really getting a love for this Cunnamulla track. I mean, he's raced four times there his last five starts, and uh, his worst finish has been a fifth with a couple of wins and a second in the, there as well. A relatively newcomer to the Johnny Patterson stable is Forged in Stone and uh, came off a good run behind Boom Shake the Room at Charleville to get the cash in the open there on Saturday. Only a half-length to spare over another plan for Gary Bignall and Robbie Farr, who's very close to a win. And eight lengths back to Mashani Blossom in third for Ivo and Anna Bakos. But forged in stone. Uh, Johnny Patterson, he gets them going, Brooke. Yeah, he does. And, he, and he's a good bloke to go with it. I think he's one of the nice fellas in racing. So it's always a pleasure to see him get a winner. And this horse is funny too. I see it's uh, started at Roma in Charleville um, previous to Cunnamulla. It's only had the three starts for Pato and... I think that can be um, one of the letdowns in getting a horse um, that's been racing on the grass. You start them first up on the sand and they just don't like the kickback. So uh, good to see him get a win at Cunnamulla there. And uh, a popular win in the last was the win of Starzana for Pat Richardson and Mick Shrapple. Uh, one by a nose over two, a master for William Pugsley and Anna Bakos and a half length back to Gumshoe in third for Benny Waldron and Morgan Butler. But uh, Starzana Maxi, um, first win for Pat Richardson in, in quite some time. He only ever has a small team. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, a good reward here as well. Obviously, only a, a new acquisition to the stable. Um, had a third at Roma and then a fifth at Roma. And, you know, this is another one, like Brooke mentioned, going through that, that tough sand. And then you get to kind of Muller, attract it probably, um, you know, a bit more forgiving and then comes away with a uh, really hardly fought win. Anything to take away from Cully? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, we, we'll probably see another plan. Uh, it depends where Gary Bignall goes, but it's a horse that I think was probably one to follow on that circuit. Tonight's top five, Brooke, we're going to go to you. Yes, I thought we'd do something a little different, and we're going to go with uh, your top five fears. Well, Maxie. We're going to go to you first. Are we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one written down. So oh, 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 oh. I want to know, oh, is it what scares you the most? Uh, maybe. Uh, well, okay, so we'll go two then. <laughs> my, one of my fears is being underprepared. Yep. Um, but my like real big fear is chooks. I just can't chooks? stand them. Like <laughs> really, little beady eyes and just yes. yeah. Those Do you like and, eating them though? Yeah, but just like <laughs> chooks. I like, thought one of your fears would be not getting a feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if you have a look at me, that's not probably something that I have to worry about. Too well, much. I'm gonna go. I've got five now, and one of my first fears is greasy foods, especially if you're on a, a road trip and there's no, no toilets handy. <laughs> <laughs> the old hot box uh, can play havoc. Another. A big fear of mine is the Broncos winning a premiership. <laughs> that's a that's that's a serious one as well. I do not like spiders. We've got a redback plague in our shed. Yep. I just keep the door shut. Kids, no shed. Because <laughs> I'm waiting for Mr. Cameron to come and spray them. But oh, spiders! No, thank you. Time for Fitzy to be the man of the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
I'm not a little big fan of cockroaches either after I got one stuck in my ear once, but that's another story as well. <laughs> snakes. hate snakes. Here at 4LG, Brooke, remember she had the... Yeah. the, the, yep. the oh, I couldn't go near them because they, they, they line you up. and they, No, 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 no. But my biggest one, without a shadow of a doubt, heads and shoulders, heights. And you're a race caller. Mm. Oh, heights. <laughs> no. So that's why you couldn't go up the scaffolding? Oh, the scaffolding was wobbling. <laughs> 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 you got a couple more, Maxi? Um, no, well, no, I don't. I'll, I'll, I'll probably, if I think of more while I go, well, I'll. Um, He's a tough guy. I'll check okay. him in. But. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the first to put my hand up and say I'm a wuss. Brooke, what's your top five? Surely not horses. No, no, it's not actually. I probably shouldn't pick on people too much because my first one is a little bit embarrassing, guys. But I'm still scared of the dark. <laughs> it's not so much the dark, it's what could be in it. <laughs> You aren't never we, know. Aren't we blessed with phones, though, now? I mean, you've always got a torch at your disposal. But your light only shines shine so far. You don't know what's beyond that light. <laughs> like, it's worse. It half blinds you, and then you can't see as far. I'm not sure. I don't like it. And then what happens Anything if, could come um, out at any given time. I'm not a fan. What happens if your torch um, goes out then, and your eyes aren't acclimatised to the dark, and then you sort of just, blo- like, you know, you're, you're even more blinded because you can't see? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't like it. Like, I don't know what I think is going to happen to me, but it just scares the shit out of me not knowing. Um, <laughs> uh, probably watch too many scary movies. That's another fear, actually, I lie, because I won't watch a scary movie. I, like, I won't. I won't be able to get up to go to the bathroom. I won't be able to walk to the bedroom and turn the light off. I am scared of scary movies. Um, my other one is snakes, for sure. I didn't think growing up that they worried me, but I think as you get older and I've got a kid now and I was really explaining to him, like, if you see a snake in the yard, you know, don't go near it because he thought it's all right, mum, I'll just kill it. But I had to explain to him he probably won't come off best. (laughs) Um, So now I'm really totally of those petrified of snakes. Um, And my other one is getting old. Like, I can't even think about getting old. I get sad if I go to the hospital and I see old people, um, it makes me seriously sad. Like, I'll be depressed for a day knowing that eventually I'm going to get old. <laughs> <laughs> Any more, Maxie? But, well, I'm the same. I, I get sort of, when I watch horror movies, afterwards I'll always be scared. Like, I love watching horror movies. At the same time, they terrify me while I'm watching yeah, them. Yeah. Um, so that's probably another one. Um I'm just going through common fears, trying to find other ones that are uh, probably appropriate. And needles. I I wouldn't say I'm scared of them, but I just get really anxious about them. And like once it's over and done with, it's fine. But just the whole idea, like I can't watch them put it in or any of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's that's probably me sorted. And uh, just just scrolling through Facebook now, um, guys, uh, Ross Tilly's back this weekend. Excellent to see. Yeah, great to see. You. Good on you, Ross. Uh, wish you all the best. Tonight's topic, while we're on the subject of jockeys, um, and a great um, post shared by Country Punters, and a shout out to uh, the Country Punters team about jockeys and, and some really constructive chat. I feel came came out um, with people's thoughts on our jockey numbers out west, and I know we've discussed it before, but I think it's time to revisit it. Um, and a lot of people, Maxi, uh, are saying. The apprentices should do their bush time, you know, like rather than sitting down on on the sidelines for one ride a week in the bush, team up with uh, a Todd Austin or team up with a Tanya Parry and and come and do some time out west. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thought uh, a lot of the um, you know the the points that everyone discussed in there were 
were really great. And, um, you know, things such as obviously the the fact that a lot of jockeys these days get their um, their provincial and metro license so quickly can be detrimental to themselves. And, you know, how often do we see a lot of the, the apprentices, uh, you know, sitting in the city getting one or two rides rather than coming out and getting a full book and... I suppose you probably can't blame them. You know, it's it's you know a hundred kilometres down the road compared to a road trip. You know, we probably have to do a you know twelve hundred kilometre round trip um, on some of occasions. But there's definitely a lot of food for thought, and the idea was floated of you know having apprentice schools out this way or having you know incentives such as you know Racing Queensland pay subsidies for apprentices to be stationed with mm. with uh, country uh, trainers and. You know, there's there's certainly a lot that can be done, and definitely be interested if uh, if the, our listeners could get into comments as well and let us know what they think uh, we can do to improve the jockey numbers out here. And uh, you know, it's undoubtedly undoubtedly Alicia's going to leave a big hole out out here in the bush once she leaves after this week. And uh, well, you know, we don't want these jockeys to go. We'd love to see them stay. And obviously, the the allure of the big city lights can sometimes be a bit too much. And Brooke, you're the one that can comment on this firsthand. And um, again, you started uh, as a, as out in the country, and you worked your way down to metropolitan, and obviously have a family now and back out in the bush. I mean, what can draw these these guys out here and girls out here? Yeah, look, I I think um, times have changed a lot in the terms of what an apprenticeship is and what's required. Um, I know a lot of the jockeys these days are into personal trainers and nutritionists and going about their fitness that way, and I think that's really great. But I think on the other hand, too, like a good way to get fit and strong and experienced um, is riding out in the bush because I feel like it takes another level of fitness. We have those shorter races, you know, your 1,000 metres, your 800 metres. Um, we all know, like, there's no denying they run a lot quicker in the bush. Um, so you're constantly riding hard. Um, the climate's different. It's very hot out here. I don't know, I just feel like it's great for your fitness. I know when I was up and coming um, and I was riding in the bush every week, like it really got my fitness up. Um, so I think that's one positive, but there's going to be lots of different opinions on it, um, lots of different ideas, but I think even um, to possibly get apprentices out here, if even if it was like a three-month loan period, so they sign up with their trainer, say Brisbane, Ipswich, Coast, wherever they may be situated, sign up who they want to sign up with in the provincial area and then look at possibly for the first three months of your apprenticeship having to go on loan to a bush trainer and um, get the experience out in the bush for the first three months. And I think even that could be a start. And who knows, you might get apprentices who think, you know, I want to stay for a bit longer, I, I enjoy the atmosphere, I enjoy the country racing. Um, you know, that would be a small step. It doesn't have to be a permanent thing. Even if we could get some apprentices out here on loan, it, it definitely would be a step in the right direction. Yeah, certainly plenty to think about. And there's no right one right or wrong answer. It's certainly just suggestions. And, um, you know, the fact that I know our training ranks, sort of the people are getting older. There's not too many young ones coming through especially here in the Central West, we've only got two, maybe three jockeys based out here. You know, it's 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 a problem that we seem to sidestep and dodge year in, year out, but there's going to be a point in time where it's, it's just going to become really hard. And, and the last thing we want is for our racing to fall over, that's for sure. Big week coming up. We've got a rest here in the Central West this weekend, but Bowen are racing, as well as the uh, annual meeting at Dingo. Great meeting down there. And uh, Gimpy, Mount Isa and Roma. Brooke, having a weekend off, or are you heading to Roma? 
Uh, look, I was planning on heading to Roma, uh, but there is, as you said, there's not many meetings on, so there's a lot of the Toowoomba sort of area jockeys heading that way to Roma. Uh, so it's looking like I'm going to head to Dingo at this stage um, to ride a few for Todd Austin, I'm pretty sure. So a little bit up in the air at the moment, but uh, I'm leaning more towards Dingo. Including Molly Go Lightly. Yes. A couple of newbies there. A couple of newcomers, Pete Anderson, Sean Harris and the ownership there. So good luck to the boys. Uh, thanks for your time, Brooke. We'll uh, do it again next week. All right. Thanks very much. Let's go to a break and come back with tonight's special guest. Back with the Greater Western Queensland Racing News podcast for this evening. And Max, uh, as we suggested earlier when we were talking to Brooke Richardson, the storyline, there were two from the Northwest that made national uh, exposure this week. One was the win, obviously, of Fab's Cowboy um, there last Thursday. And, of course, Jeffrey Felix riding the card at Prairie. Yeah, look, this uh, story certainly gained a lot of national exposure. And uh, I think there's probably none more than deserving of getting a lot of that exposure he puts in a, a lot of kilometers uh across the board traveling to country meetings and uh where it's our pleasure to welcome on onto the show jeffrey felix after he's uh riding the card at prairie uh jeffrey we were just saying off air how have you recovered but uh i'm sure it's uh, just been all smiles all week oh yeah that's all good back to work hey eh? <laughs> that's it <laughs> mate um take us through the day i mean uh, no doubt you're probably pretty confident with a couple of your rides. Uh, you know, we always know uh, Raymond Williams and Tracy Leak present their horse as well. But they weren't all favourites, and there was even a pickup ride in there. Yeah, there were, yes. Um, it, was just, it just worked out the way, you know, way it did. It's fantastic um, to, for that to happen. And look, you've had a very tough career uh, as well, with a, with a few setbacks along the way. Uh, tell us about your background and how you got into jockeying? Um, my parents had a, block, had a block of land at Black River in Townsville. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, it was sort of, I don't know how it went, but they, yeah, they, they bought a horse. You know, and they said, oh, well, get a horse. <laughs> so, yeah, they got a horse. And then, well, I didn't know how to ride. And then the bloke down the road, he <clears throat> taught people how to ride. Um, so, yeah, I started there. I started learning how to ride and I went to... Well, what is it? I went to Pony Club, and then I met some bloke there, and uh, he knew a trainer, and he yeah he put me in. He said, you know, would you like to try meeting a jockey? I said, have a go, eh? <laughs> so yeah, so that's how that worked. Yeah, obviously it, it's uh, it's it's always the pathway, isn't it? We see so often that the the Pony Club leads to um, leads to the jockeys here, and. Uh, you obviously uh, didn't have a great deal of luck at Mount Isa. A couple of placings there where you were unlucky on, on Warren, Bull, Warren Bungle and um, Tank Attack, uh, obviously, Thursday. So it was, it was great to get those five wins. But, uh, you know, talk us through your usual weekend. Uh, obviously, do do a lot of kilometres uh, between, uh, you know, riding the likes of Townsville, making your way up to the northwest, even doing the Burdekin regions as well. Uh, it's uh, obviously a big effort. No, I love driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I said before, Jeff, you've you've had a couple of um, career-threatening injuries. Has there been a time where you just thought, "Nah, enough's enough"? I don't. Do, I don't know anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, just get back on again, you know? So, yeah. yeah, mate. Uh, back to Mount Isa this weekend. 
No, I'm going to Bowen this weekend. Bowen this weekend. Uh, good Fiverr event card there. Um, just give us a rundown too. I, I know we're calling Mount Isa was a trick the other day, but um, it's a funny type of racing, isn't it? The Isa they, they almost race in lanes, but particularly the run of Warren Bungle was it was almost strange. Oh, my dear. He was he was really picky. As soon as I got on him, he was really picky with me. I don't know what the go was, you know. Um, even when I went out on the track, he just wouldn't do what I asked him to do. Um, and then we got in the barriers, and he just, just turned it up, you know. <laughs> and when we jumped out, he sort of jumped a bit slow, and then the field sort of got out in front of us, because originally we would have been right on the pace, yep. you know. Um, but when he, we sort of got out a bit slow, and then the, the field... the the rest of the field got out in front of us. They just kicked up the sand. And, I mean, we absolutely got sandblasted for the first probably 200 metres. Totally just the sand was just kicking back that hard. And he was, he just turned it up. He wouldn't go at all. So my only option was to go to the outside. Um, and, he, he, and I went to the outside and then he just started picking his feet up. Yeah, he almost spoiled the party, but a uh, very good run anyway. Jeff Felix, well, yeah. of course, a, a great uh, performance there on, on Saturday um, we're riding the card at Prairie, mate. Thanks very much for your time and um, good luck this weekend at Bowen. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, Jeff Felix there. And, um, you know, you just you often see twos and threes. I think Anna Bacos rode four there a couple of a t- couple of times last year. But to just get those five, um, yeah, you don't see it. No, you don't. Um, I, you, and I suppose it's the fact it's the card as well. I mean, like, there would have been a lot of pressure on him going into that last race. I know it certainly would have been on if it was uh, me anyway. Uh, you know, pressure could almost you know, cause as much <laughs> of a trouble as the horses can sometimes. As he said a little earlier, Bowen, Cairns, Dingo, Gimpy, Mount Isa and Roma this weekend. Maxie, we've got the feet up for a couple of weeks now. We do. Uh, Junder in a couple of weeks and then Barky for the tab meeting and then uh, Ilfacombe after that and then uh, we roll into Longridge Cup. Yeah, very good, mate. Thanks for your time this evening. Not a problem. We'll do it all again next week. It has been the Greater Western Queensland Racing News Podcast. All the best wherever you're racing this weekend and we'll catch you again next week.